When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jordan Battle, sir. We have got you circled. Our eyes on you. Here you go. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Do you have a favorite saying that Saban has? He always talking about touch D's or uh, suck on D's or... Nope. Saban apparently likes these nuts. nuts jokes. The Rich Eisen Show. These nuts. Today's guests. Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Chris Carter. Comedian, Jeffrey Ross. Plus, from NBC's Brooklyn Nine-Nine, actor Joe LaTrulio. And now... It's Rich Eisen. All right, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're live in Los Angeles, California. Here on the dawn of week number two of the National Football League season in 2021. I am your humble host here on NBC Sports on Peacock, here on Sirius XM Channel 211. On both of those entities, we follow the Dan Patrick Show Every single day on this Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network, we say hello whenever or wherever you are taking this show in on Odyssey. We stream live every day on Odyssey. Cumulus Podcast Network is how you can get this show on demand for your ear gate. Cumulus Podcast Network is also where you can get my origin story podcast called Just Getting Started. Joe Buck is the guest this week, and Joe Buck, you will hear his dulcet tones this evening on the NFL Network exclusive coverage. Only on NFL Network tonight of the Week 2 kickoff in FedEx Field between the New York Giants and the Washington football team. Chris Brockman, good to see you over hey, in your position. Hey, Rich. What's happening, Mike man? Mike Del Dufo, good to good see to you, see you sir. TJ Jefferson, good to see you, sir, what in up, your position. Though, Rich? And, uh, and, and good to, to have you wherever you are taking in this program. Big game tonight. Loser goes to 0-2. We already established yesterday. It's a 30% difference on making the playoffs if you go 1-1 one one or or if you start the season 0 and 2. And um, we fully uh, are aware that there's an extra game this year or a new season. And soon, I guess, I'm going to know how many seasons will be until we stop referring to it as an extra game. But uh, a 17th regular season game in which to, I would imagine, dig your way out of a hole that's 0 and 2. Don't want to figure that one out on your own, though. You'd rather start 1 and 1 and let the other team figure out as to whether. The 17th regular season game is a helpful way to make the playoffs despite starting 0-2. Nobody did it in 2019. Nobody did it in 2020-2018. Texans and Seahawks are the last 0-2 teams to make the playoffs despite starting a regular season campaign in that back-to-back loss hole. Giants tonight have a lot on the line. Washington football team, as we know, starting Taylor Heineke. They're going to try and hit the Giants with the Heineke tonight. Nice. Well done. <laughs> um, last start Heineke had was in the 
wild card playoff game last year in FedEx Field against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't forget, uh, folks, <laughs> the Bucs, despite becoming the first team to ever win a Super Bowl at home in their home territory, was a wild card team. Yeah. Go figure all of that. Not mentioned too much. And Heineke gave the Bucs all kinds of problems that Mahomes didn't, that Rodgers didn't, that Breeze didn't. Can he take the mantle of this team and run away from whatever rush might be coming his way and look down the field with his uh, arm and his head up as he's escaping the rush and maybe make some throws to McLaurin and the rest of that team? Giants need to win this game, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Giants need to win this football game. Yeah, spoiler alert, they're not going to win tonight. Well, <laughs> crazier things have happened, certainly when it comes to the Giants. Certainly when it comes to the Giants in a, in a regular season contest. Giants beat this team twice last year to help them get, you know, the leg up on a tie break that never really got cashed in because Doug Peterson's eventual final act as head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles was to pull Jalen Hurts to see what they had in somebody who had no shot of starting for the team this year. So the Giants need to win this football game tonight. We need to see Saquon come out fresh leg, which is tough. Short week on a kid who's coming back from a knee injury. That still is keeping Odell Beckham out. Different knees, different who knows what. But we need to see Saquon out there. We need to see Daniel Jones protected and making smart decisions. We need to see a crisp offense this evening. Problem is that it's against a defense that uh, makes the opponent look less than crisp. And Justin Herbert in the Los Angeles Chargers went in and did not light things up. Tough assignment tonight for the Giants. But they need to come out with the win. Because they going 0-2 will only cause all sorts of madness to occur on the 24-7-365 first-time caller, long-time listener hotlines. And, you know, Washington has a backup quarterback. Those are the sorts of things that you can say, you know what, we're going to build around this guy. We're going to try and win football games with this guy. It's also not saying built-in excuses. Neither team can afford to lose it. However, there is something that happened in the NFC East already today, some news breaking. That is something we need to keep an eye on. It was one week ago today, tonight, that the season kicked off in highly entertaining fashion in Raymond James Stadium between the Bucks and the Cowboys. Tail two teams as we smash cut to a week later. One week ago, the Cowboys took the field flush with excitement and optimism, glasses half full. Dak was coming back, and we'll see what happens. And then Dak threw for 403 yards. And the team had it all there with a lead, albeit not large enough, despite getting four turnovers on the night. Couldn't come up with the win. Now they're out here in Southern California and getting ready to go. But one of the positives of the night was the defense. Not just with the takeaways, even though Brady did 
put up almost 400 yards passing of his own, is that there did appear to be some life in that defensive line. A little spark. A little heat to the unit formerly known as the Hot Boys, spelled with a Z, in case you're wondering. <laughs> Tank Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence, the man who makes the most. Broken foot in practice. Out indefinitely. For the better part of the season, my colleague Ian Rappaport calls it. Broken foot, just terrible luck for Lawrence and the Dallas D. And Randy Gregory's on the COVID-19 list. Apparently he doesn't have it. He's a close contact. We will see how long he's out. If he's out for just a couple of days, that means he's taking the jab. If not, he's not playing Sunday. He's unvaccinated. See ya. That's why you take the jab. If you're a close contact, you are out. If you're a close contact deemed as such on a Thursday, see ya. If you took the jab, you got a shot, figuratively and literally, to play. And who are they playing? It's Justin Herbert. Oh, boy. And Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler and everybody else. And guess who's coming for Dak pinning his ears back? Is Joey Bosa, Derwin James patrolling the secondary. Inside SoFi Stadium, where I'm assuming the Cowboys fans will be in full throat. I think it'll be mostly Cowboys fans. Well, that's what a lot of people are assuming here in Southern California, that the Chargers in the last couple of years in their soccer stadium were the road team, despite being the yeah, home team. And now absolutely. it's a much bigger stadium, and you're assuming there'll be lots more seats for the opposing team to fill with their fan base. And we know Cowboys fans travel, with the exception of one that's to my right that lives right around the corner from the stadium. Let it, let it go. <laughs> let it go. But man, oh man, oh man, to lose two guys on your defensive line right before a week two game that would be in a must-win category because you don't want to be 0-2 as well. And if you're sitting there and you're the Philadelphia Eagles and you got a shot against the San Francisco 49ers coming into your building this weekend and you come out with the W in that one, you get the dub, you're 2-0, you know one of your opponents is most likely going to be 0-2 by the end of tonight. Who would have thought the Philadelphia Eagles, as we're sitting here one week removed from the opener between the Cowboys and the Bucks, are the ones that are potentially sitting prettiest? And I know the Niners are a handful. We'll talk to Chris Carter later on on what might be going on with Brandon Ayuk in San Francisco. We'll set the table on that one at the top of hour number two with Kyle Shanahan. With uh, He's the king of sound bites, man. Coming up with another one. So all he does is just spit truth, this guy. So we'll keep an eye on all of that. That's the Cowboys. What's going on with the Buccaneers one week later? Let's, uh, let's check in with them. Can Tom Brady play until 50 years old? Wow. Seems to be a really hot question lately. Can Tom Brady play till 50? Like 50 years old yeah. 50 50 you're 44 that's six more years i think i mean i don't find it so difficult and plus in the florida it's kind of a retiree state so i feel like <laughs> i can play and then just glide into retirement i think i can i think it's a yes <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this video is amazing i mean 
There's so much happening. So the Cowboys lose Demarcus Lawrence, and then Randy Gregory might be out for Sunday, and they're staring an 0-2 hole right in the face. And meanwhile, the Bucs are getting set to take on the Falcons after they fell, they pratt-felled, they pratt-falled into a week one. And they're shooting Tommy and Gronky episodes right there on the practice field in Tampa, Florida. They're going out there. They, so, so, come on. So, um, and Brady's throwing it out there. No one will talk about it. He knows it. Oh, Why wouldn't man. he play till 50? He looks like this till he's, he looks like this at 44. Collinsworth is saying you can't tell the difference between 44 year old Tom Brady and 24 year old Tom Brady. Everybody's healthy. Knock on wood for them, pretty much. Healthy. And they're, and they're, and, and at some point, Tommy and Gronky are tapping out of their week prep for the Falcons to <laughs> figure out who's buying the plastic tub and the rubber duckies for our set dressing with our Gilligan's Island three-hour tour captain's wheel. Whoa. And who's getting the who's dragging the, the red wood? You Those know, are Adirondack chairs. Adirondack, Adirondack chairs. Adirondack. Who's dragging the chairs in and setting things up? For our uh, for our Tommy and Gronky episodes, who's getting our the goggles, blue blocker the, goggles on, bucket hat? Yeah, who's getting that? That's what they're doing. You see the cannonballs to the lower right. <laughs> yep. And I just want to say this because we can't just take it for granted. This gallon water bottle. Well, that's, <laughs> I mean, you just got to stay hydrated even during the Tommy and Gronky episodes. <laughs> so, you know what? You know what we have to thank for this. Bruce Arians has got to thank for this. Yeah, I think so. Because you know what would never have happened prior to a division opponent being played? You know what would never have happened on a practice field outside of Gillette? <laughs> An episode of Tommy and Gronky. That. Nope. <laughs> Not a chance. Are you would kidding happen. me? This is the Tommy and Gronky that might have always been. And um, robbed of it. It, I don't know if we've been robbed of it, because if it led to all them trophies in the case, if it led to one trophy eventually being dented because Gronky attempted to bunt with it <laughs> prior to a first pitch at a Red Sox opener. That's true. It all worked, bro. But now at least we're getting Tommy and Gronky now. Better late than never. Right before yeah. the Falcons. And, and, and. And the Falcons, I'm wondering what they think of the Tommy and Gronky episode that just got posted today. Okay. Some of them might be thinking what you might be thinking and what some people in our industry will be saying if Tommy and Gronky somehow lose game two of the season on Sunday. Uh, they shouldn't be doing this sort of thing. You know, that's their, you get opened up to that sort of thing, right? But as Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, said yesterday, there's a whole graveyard of people that have talked smack about Tom Brady. What did I say before the season, man? That this is a season where Brady is even more comfortable than last year when they started 7-5 and five and still won it all. Tale of two teams one week into the National Football League season. <laughs> and he might play till 50. <laughs> yep. So keep that in mind and not a soul. 
Not a soul can sit there and say he's out of his mind. Mm-mm. Week two, NFL has begun. We will take a break. Albert Breer will join us. And as I mentioned, Chris Carter will join us as well. Also on this program, two funny gentlemen from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, fellow Jet fan and fellow Met fan of yours, TJ Jefferson. Joe Latrulia will be on this program. And Jeff Ross, one of the loveliest human beings on planet Earth, will join us and tell some great Norm McDonald stories. Top of hour number three. Do not miss all of that. But when we come back, the senior NFL reporter who pens the MMQB, Albert Breer, right here. And you at 844-204-RICH. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You've been kind enough to to bring a major celebrity guest here on the Rich hey, Eisen TV. Show. Tom Brady, come here. <laughs> Good boy. Good a boy. pug. This is oh, <laughs> Tom Brady. So your good. pug. Oh, amazing. That's my pug, Tom Brady. And right Hold after. On, can 49... we hear him breathe for a second? Hold on, because. <laughs> see, he's, he's formidable. Don't mess. He's hey, man, barking at himself him. right now. Be careful. You watch yourself. He's a stud. At Tom Brady. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right after 49, you know, we got this dog, and, you know, it really was so mm-hmm. euphoric. That win, <laughs> which seems to pale, yeah, which seems to pale to the to this current win, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, let's face it, we almost uh, named him Butler. Butler, well, off of Malcolm yeah, Butler. Malcolm, yeah, but right. nah, TB12, TB Pug. 
Hey, oh, he, you're bumming him out, man. He's, well, because he's barking at himself, looking at himself on the he's looking at himself. That's TV he's, screen that's right. right now. So I like it's got a we've got a TV, oh, no, a TV, a TV dog. Yeah. Label tag, dog tag. Yeah, we do. It's TV it's right here. Now, does See the that? actual TV Tom Brady know? There's a pug named Tom Brady. Of course. I sent him a, a video of him as a puppy right away. And I was like, Tom, Giselle, kids, um, I want you to meet your namesake, mm -hmm. Tom Brady. And, and he was just this heavily. big in a puffball. And Tom was like, all right, that made my whole week. Oh, he did. Yeah, he, yeah. Did not he, he did not say oh, you no, know, what gives. No, no. <laughs> no. Come on. Mean, you know how many dogs in New England are named Tom Brady? I mean, it's like, like the, it, did, did, it's did like Tom Michael, the name uh, Michael in the sixties. Like literally, every fifth kid was a was a Michael. Mm -hmm. He is beautiful. Come on, look at him. Look at that face. Come on, that face. Did you, like Tom Brady? Do you bring him to Best Buddies to Brady's? Uh, um... I haven't, but I look at he's looking at himself and freaking out. All right, he's getting... there he goes. Oh, look at there goes Tom Brady, everybody. There Tom go. Brady is Tom loose Brady, in the Rich Eisen Show studio. Come on back, TV twelve. Come on now. Yeah, he is such a stud. He is. <laughs> hey, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's back here. It's the greatest thing. It is the greatest thing to be at a dog park with this dog and watch people's faces when you go, Tom Brady, drop that. Don't eat that, Tom Brady. <laughs> People look at me and go like, really? You really did? I'm like, mm -hmm. yep. And I don't call him Tom and I don't call him Brady. I call him Tom Brady. <laughs> there he is. Oh, wow. He's now on the Rich Eisen Show desk here. What do you got to say? Tom, where's that jersey? Tom, Tom, what are your chances of repeating? <laughs> Tom, Tom, what's it like living with Giselle? I have yeah. six. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show right here on our program. Look, we were talking uh, about Brady in the uh, last segment and uh, and the box, and we're assuming they're going to go 2-0. and you know what's a pretty big game this weekend that nobody's talking about just yet? Saints and Panthers, right underneath. Mm. Who's going to be the one to take? This is right off the bat, the mantle right. to say Boom. we we will we Two will challenge. Out. We will challenge. We will accept the challenge. We will take the challenge. We are challengers. <laughs> we are going to be lockstep until we see them ourselves. That's a big one. Jameis on the road in division. And the fact, by the way, that he's been through it in division as a starter, I think is going to be a nice little leg up that we're not talking about. Which yeah. one of you guys had Sean Payton for coach of the year? That was you, right, TJ? I mean, yes. Okay. So, yes. and I had Brandon Staley. And you had... Arthur Smith. Okay. I had McVay, who could easily get it, too. Okay. So, McVay Chris, let's just it. say... Chris, <laughs> I'm going to be 0-2. Let's just say, Chris, let's just say you're not off to a great start. I'm not off to a great start. Not off to a great start. I'll be 0-2. Let's just say that FedEx is getting returned to sender yeah. so far, but return it's a long season. But, long you know... Long season, long season. Um, that win... For the Saints. Just one week. Huge, though. Jameis goes ahead and starts winning football games. Oh, yeah. Starts eating W's. And, you know, he, he had that photograph of him holding up his hand like a W, you know. And 
through the finger thing. Not too shabby here. Nice start, but this game against Carolina, what if Carolina says, okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're home. We saw what they just did. It's our home. It's our house. We're going to keep pounding. Keep and pounding. Matt Rule goes 2-0. Mm. And Sam Darnold beats Jameis. Yeah, here we and go. And bests Ooh. Jameis. Here we go. Uh-oh. And McCaffrey does his thing. Nah. And, and Darnold and <laughs> No, and Dar- you, I don't know about nah. Nah. Darnold and Robbie yeah. Anderson do their thing now for a second team. And DJ Moore, who's on our fantasy team because Brockman's internet crapped out and he was the best player available and he wound up on our team. That's not a bad way to get him. I'll say pretty good player. Uh, I'm doing the Mike Del Tufo head scratch. Like, yeah. Like when, uh, nah. you know, what's the matter? I just I feel like the Saints D is tough. Legit. I feel like Jameis is going to ball and i don't believe in the panthers so i and i got the saints in our power five as my number five so i'm rolling with the saints look at them eating dubs i mean he's got the w what sir this is one of those games where it's a division it's a division and wouldn't that be amazing him eating w's is now like a thing like, like a cool thing. when we all made fun of him oh boy, so hard years ago for boy, that boy did we and then the, the the famed NFL films moment when he was in Tampa, and he did give this whole long uh, speech. This wasn't—I don't think it was the eating W speech. It was another one where he gave this whole long speech trying to fire the team yeah. up. And as it's going on, you know, it's gone on too long. <laughs> and then you smash cut to him sitting next to Fitzpatrick. Sitting next to Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Fitz is like, you know, it's good. Um, I might have cut down a little bit, you know. Like it's one of the- <laughs> right, like the mic'd up segment. Right, and yeah. and those are the things as a as as a, as a when a, you're a quarterback and you're a starting quarterback in this league, it it undercuts you. It undercuts you with your teammates. Your teammates sense it; they feel it. It's a very very sensitive organism that locker room in the NFL, which is why Marshall Falk came on. Yesterday, and I asked him what, you know, what do you make of the Packers falling completely flat? And he's saying, you know, he's not totally done with the Rodgers offseason story yet. And he doesn't think that part of the people in the locker room either. And I kept pointing out to him, you know, hey, you know, the fact that he didn't want to be there wasn't about he didn't want to play with his teammates. As a matter of fact, the fact that he came back was an indication that he knew that this place was the best place for him to win because the other options about forcing his way out to screw with management wasn't feasible for him. And even then, there are some people that might not know. You know? And that video got posted at Rich Eisen's show yesterday. So... I get. I would say, like, you'd throw a poll question up there, like, which team has the best chance to challenge the Bucks this year? But I think the Saints would beat beat the rest of the competition. Yeah, probably. I think anybody who believes that the chance to beat the Bucks within the conference this year is not the call's not coming from within their NFC South house. Nope. It's coming from out west. Yeah. Right. I think so. Like, even if you put a poll question up, Packers, Saints, anyone from the NFC West. (laughs) Anyone from the NFC West. I was going to say, like, which division is the division, but no one's going to pick anybody from the East, right? Right. Yeah, it's going to be the West. 
Right, and you don't have to say the North. The division can't be the North. You know? I think that's our poll question today. Who's the biggest challenge to go Bucks in the NFC? Yes. Saints, Packers, anyone from the NFC West. Oof, that's a good question. Cowboys, just for fun? And put the Cowboys, sure. How you doing over there? You all right? Yeah, there's one thing I want to point out <laughs> since we're talking about Jameis, though. Um, uh, Brockman, you used to, this, this summer we got videos of Jameis working out, remember? Oh, yeah. Doing, yeah. And, he does a lot of weird and he was in He was in the pool. I remember this specifically. Yeah. He was doing something shoulder-wise in the pool, and you were going off like, why can't you just be normal? Why can't you do a normal yeah, workout? do normal workouts, bro. Okay, so there was a touchdown pass that he threw, and I want to say it was either to Deontay Harris or maybe Callaway. He threw a touchdown pass, and he did this Shoulder pump fake, yeah. which threw the secondary off and cleared open the lane, and he threw a touchdown pass. And it was exactly what he was doing in the pool, working out. So those things that we see and you go, why can't you be normal and do, do normal stuff? Oh, he God. actually used that in the game. So Jameis knows what he's doing. He's a professional. <laughs> he, you, what might look stupid to someone else, he literally did that move in the game and threw a touchdown with it. So I just wanted to point that out to you. Okay, the Saints after this week, the New Orleans Saints after this week, they've got, um, let me just go straight to their schedule because they've got another road date. I know I remember it was not in an easy spot. There it is. It's at the Patriots. Yeah. Dude, they could win all three of those and then come home for the Giants, win that one, go to Washington football team, beat up on Taylor Heineke. 5-0. And then what else are we talking about? I just gave you a very feasible scenario. You're right. You're right. And they got a couple. And and if they go 5-0 into the bye without having been home for the first month and Jameis plays his head off, guess who looks great as coach of the year candidate? (laughs) Sean Payton. T.J. Jefferson with a crystal ball. You didn't, even, you didn't even have the magic eight I ball. I didn't even have that, Rich. Didn't you didn't even know, pick just, I was just feeling it, guys. It was just like something that felt in my soul, right. in my heart. All right, Albert Breer uh, back here on the Rich Eisen Show from Sports Illustrated and the MMQB. How are you, Albert? I'm good. I'm good. I'm sorry for my tardiness. No, what's I, going uh, on? Call you, it went a little long. Do you so get a my scoop? My apologies. Do you get a scoop? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it was a productive phone call. It just went a little longer than I thought it would, but we're good. We're okay, good. very good. What's your uh, um, overarching impression of week one, Albert? What do you got for me on that? Um, you know, and I, I think um, this is sort of like an abstract thing, but I, I try to like think like of like big league trends, um, you know, after the first week, because I don't think it's, you know, I don't think you should be crowning anybody or indicting anybody in week one. And so, the one thing that really stuck out to me, Rich, was seeing the way Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady sort of lifted their teams up and made it so their teams didn't need to be perfect. And, you know, you think of the Chiefs getting off to the slow start, falling behind by double digits. You think of the Bucks turning the ball over, you know, Godwin dropping what I think we, we all expected to be a touchdown pass, fumbling inside the five, um, you know, in the fourth quarter. And how these guys had this great ability to just kind of erase all of it. And, um, you know, in a roundabout way, Rich, it made me think about, like, what the Rams did this offseason and what the Niners did this offseason. The Rams and Niners both had quarterbacks in their 20s. Um, Both those teams had been to the Super Bowl with those quarterbacks. And, you know, now both those quarterbacks, both those teams are moving off of those quarterbacks. And, um, you know, it's obviously happening more gradually in San Francisco than in Los Angeles, but the idea is the same. And I just think it's 
I mean, I, look, I know that this is after one week and everything else, Rich, but it's the, I think it's the Mahomesization of the NFL. Like, I think it's like we're at this place now, the quarterback position, where just being good isn't good enough. And I think you can even connect it to, like, the Dolphins potentially moving off of Tua this quickly to go in to get Deshaun Watson. Now, who knows if that's going to happen six months from now. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But it's just, I think, another example of the way people are thinking differently at that position. And I think part of it is, you know, you're looking up at that mountain. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, the Rams had the number one defense in the league last year, and they go into Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers hangs 32 points on them, and they're out of the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. The Niners, you know, who's their head coach? Kyle Shanahan. And what's his experience in the Super Bowl? Well, he had a double-digit lead um, in the fourth quarter with the Niners, and Mahomes made that not matter. Then three years earlier, where was he? He was the Falcons offensive coordinator in the Super Bowl, gets up 28-3, to and Brady made that not matter. And so I think like that's sort of like an overarching thought that I took away from um, you know, week one was how we saw this quarterback movement in the offseason. We saw teams that normally you wouldn't think would be in the quarterback market get in the quarterback market. And then I think Brady and Mahomes in a certain way in week one once again showed us why. Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen Show. <clears throat> you just mentioned about, you know, the Watson, uh, the swing at uh, for the Watson fences that the Dolphins stepped in a batter's box to mix metaphors and, and took a swing at um, a couple of weeks before the, the regular season. Tua um, and the Dolphins won in New England. Nobody's sitting here and talking about what an incredible performance Tua had like we're, like we're talking about for, say, Jalen Hurts of all people, right? Or, or some of the rookie quarterbacks right. that we saw, even then they didn't win. Nationally, nobody's saying, well, Tua came out with that W. What is going on with that? I mean, like, really put my ear to the ground here and what you're hearing about Tua and Miami and, and whether they really are all in, despite our colleague Jeff Darlington saying that the, the coach uh, gathered everyone together to say this is our quarterback. What is going on there, Albert? I mean, I think I – think- Brian Flores is very well in tune with what his team needs. And I think there was a period there where he probably felt like, and this is just me, you know, surmising yeah. that the other 52 people in that locker room needed to hear from the coach that Tua was their guy. Um, that said, um, I, I can tell you that the debate over who they should take fifth overall um, a year and a half ago was robust. And I, you know, my understanding was Justin Herbert had some support in that room and look, they wouldn't be human if they wouldn't like be looking at Justin Herbert and thinking to themselves, Oh my God, you know what I mean? Like, did we, did, did, did we make a mistake here? Time will tell whether or not that's the case. Um, you know, but I, I, I do think they feel pretty strongly and, you know, just knowing some people who have connections to that organization and everything else, like they feel pretty strongly after you know three off seasons of building behind Brian Flores and the general manager there, Chris Greer. Like they've got a team that's not only ready to get to the playoffs but ready to win when they get to the playoffs. And you know it kind of ties back to that whole thing that I said is like you know is your quarterback good enough? And I think there was a time in the league when you could win with a little bit less at that position if you're really good everywhere else. Now it feels like if you're not really good at that position, then you need to be perfect everywhere else. And, you know, I, I think that that's going to be a question going forward mm. with Tua is, is he good enough? Cause I think a lot of people in the NFL, and this isn't from like, and this isn't like Dolphins people saying this to me, but a lot of other people who they get paid to evaluate this stuff, 
like you know, like they watch him at Alabama, and it's like, well, he's instinctive and he's you know, like he plays fast and he's accurate. And then he gets on the NFL field last in NFL field last year, and a lot of that stuff just like looked sort of average, you know. And um, so, like, I think the question isn't whether or not Tua can play right now. I think they know he can play right now. I think most people believe Tua can get you to the playoffs right now, right? The question is, can he elevate and can he become, you know, a top ten type of quarterback? And if he can't get there, does that mean the Dolphins are in the sort of situation maybe the Rams were with Jared Goff? You know, where it's you got to ask yourself some hard questions. They're already asking that question. You could understand why, if there's a guy who you know is 25 years old and has five years left on his quarterback and has already been a top five quarterback in Deshaun Watson, you would seriously look at something like that. Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, what's going on with uh, the Cowboys up front? What can you tell me about Tank Lawrence, Randy Gregory? Big game for the Cowboys here in Los Angeles against the Chargers. What do you know about that? Yeah, so I, I think, like, the, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, obviously, like, that's a really unfortunate break for them. And he's had injuries in the past. And, I, you know, I don't know if I'd relate it to that because it's a foot thing and it's sort of a freak thing, but he's going to be gone for two months. Hmm. And that, like, to me, uh, you know, you just sort of look at how patchwork they've been and, and they'll get Gregory back. But, like, like, you know, with Randy Gregory and then over the years taking swings on different guys like Alden Smith and, 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 and um, you know, and, and if you want to go further back, Greg Hardy, um, and how they've just sort of continually rolled the dice to try and get those positions right. Um, and Lawrence was the one that they really hit on. And now he's out for two months. And, you know, I think the Cowboys defensively did a lot of things well in the opener. But the fact is, like, such a big part of the way that that defense worked and I, works, and I think Dan Quinn's a fantastic defensive coordinator, but a big part of how the defense works, you know, the Seattle type of defense works is, can you get heat on the passer, and can you come from multiple angles and hit the quarterback? And DeMarcus Lawrence is one of those guys, when he's at his best, he changes the math for everybody else. He's going to change the matchups. He's going to get more guys singled up. More guys are going to be favorable, spot, favorable spots because of him. So now you take him out of the equation, and, and I think it's a big, big loss for the Cowboys. So, mm. you know, Dan Quinn's going to be earning his money over the next couple of months. You know, their hope is they get they get DeMarcus Lawrence back, and you know, for the second half of the season. And I like, yeah, you know, I think that there's you know, you know, real reason to believe that's going to happen. But until then, how do you make it work? And uh, you know, I think it's a very real question. It's a big, big loss for the Cowboys. A few minutes left with Albert Breer, the MMQB senior NFL reporter here on the Rich Eisen Show. So. Um, the passing game in San Francisco, I mean, as if there's a not enough question marks about what Kyle Shanahan's thinking and really meaning when he talks about his quarterbacks. Jimmy G gets the start, but Trey Lance is the one who throws the first touchdown pass of the season. And then, of course, it's through he, who he threw it to, a kid that hardly anybody's ever really heard of. And Brandon Ayuk gets 0.0, like the full blue Tarski for week one and and yesterday's comment about how he needs to be better than the guy behind him but he's really hurt what is going on with this offense in san francisco albert i mean i i think we're gonna see you know i, I like i think we're gonna see some version of what we saw um at quarterback um for the foreseeable future for, and, and i'm not saying past this year of course it's eventually going to become trey lance's show but for this year, as long as they're winning, um, I think you're going to see a version of what we saw on Sunday, which is 
you know, Trey Lance basically as a spot player. Um, I mean, he's he's come a long way, um, but he had a long way to go, and I, and I don't think he's ready to be the starter, at least, you know, in Kyle's estimation to this point, what he wants in his starting quarterback. Um, the good news is I think Jimmy played really, really well on Sunday. And just talking to him after the game, you can hear how comfortable he is, and I think there's almost like a frustration there in that he's finally gotten to the point where he feels like he's mastered Kyle's offense and he's probably on the way out the door, you know, after this year. But that said, for this year, I think it puts the Niners in a good spot. You know, I also sort of wonder if Brendan Ayuk is is where Debo Samuel was last year, where, you know, I think there's just sort of, you know, different levels you get to in that offense, and it's, uh, it's, it's an intricate offense to play in for a receiver. Kyle, of course, his background is in receivers, and he looks for very specific things in receivers. You know, and so, you know, I think there's a next step that Brian Brandon Ayuk has to take. And, you know, I think part of the process here is them pushing him to get there. And I think most people would tell you Debo Samuel took a step back last year, right? I think that's fair, Rich, that Debo wasn't quite what everybody expected him to be last year. And then he goes into year three and what happens? He explodes. And so, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just a part of the process. Maybe things come together faster. Maybe he can stay healthy uh, better than Debo could last year. Um, you know, but I do think that Brandon Ayuk is sort of in that process. And so I think you're referencing Trent Sherfield, who was yep. excellent during camp. Um, and, you know, he was somebody ever, all of those guys at the Niners building were talking about over the course of the four or five weeks of training camp. I think what Trent Sherfield's done is given them a little flexibility where – if they need more developmental time for Brandon Ayuk and to bring him on, try to get him to the level Debo Samuel is at now, they can do that because they think they've got a veteran player who's capable of filling a role for them. All right, Albert Breer, I appreciate the time, and I, I, I understand that you were on a call, a very important call to, to start off. I'm, I'm just wondering if you were doing that to kill time so you wouldn't have to answer the following question. <laughs> Uh, which, which, which program in the history of the historical alliance uh, between the Big Ten and you know ACC and Pac-12 actually won an interconference game with a team in the historic alliance? Which which program is the first one to carry the mantle on behalf of the Big Ten in that historic alliance? Well, if we're talking about Michigan winning big games, it must be September, Rich. So no. I No, no, I don't know if that's the answer to the question. Well, you kind of answered it. <laughs> it would be, you know. it would be your Michigan Wolverine. That's okay, yeah, Albert. I look, thought, we'll, hey, we'll just, hey, we'll, hey, Rich, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Rich, I, Rich, I will say, mm-hmm. our guys have a lot of work to do. Your guys, I mean, to have a the amount of coaching turnover that they had. Like, I thought beyond just the win, and I'm being objective. Yes. Like, I thought it was a very nice win. Not just because I don't think Washington's very good. But, I like, I think it was a nice win because stylistically it looked a certain way. I thought they were very impressive in the way that they played and the way the whole operation looked on Saturday. So, you can chalk that one up. Another nice September win for the Wolverines. Oh, my goodness gracious. I, I, Chris, I need oxygen because somebody just <laughs> took the high road here, and wow. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I'm wow. getting a little dizzy. I might get the bends. My goodness. Okay. <laughs> Very good. The key word there being September. No, I, I know that. I, I get it. But just, you know, it's a one week at a time business, as you know. Um, in the in the, yeah. in the world of football. You can't win in November and September. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Albert, thanks for the call, brother. You be well. We'll chat soon. All right, thanks. That's thanks the one and only Albert Breer right here.
Brandon Ayuk, what is going on with him? Sounds like he's not practicing in the manner in which uh, Shanahan wants. Yeah, what do you say? You got to be. It's like a tough love. That situation, much better man? than the guy behind you. Yeah. So yeah. Trent Sherfield, everybody. Yeah. Trent Sherfield. You know, he's probably raising his hand saying, we'll take him as the guy who uh, would rather have been throwing to him along with Devontae Adams other than looking behind him at Jordan Love. We'll take him. Right. Niners hop up, take the kid, and that might have led to the Packers go, okay, we're, he's not available for us. Let's go get the quarterback we have our eye on. Wow. And now Ayuk is just like a part. Man, he was so good last year. That Ayuk. is so weird, man. It is so weird. The 49ers going to be that team, sorry, like the Patriots in the past, where the only player in fantasy you can really trust is the quarterback to score points for you. Like week to week, you just don't know who the main focus is going to be. That's it. Yeah, man. The one that I think you can totally depend on is Kittle's going to get his. Right. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, there you go. Everyone else on that team is just wide receiver, running back, roulette. Certainly can't take the quarterback. Quarterbacks coming in and out. No idea. Yeah. None. Interesting. We'll take a break, and uh, when we come back, it's one of those rare moments on the show where we take a moment for ourselves and pat ourselves in the back. And when I say ourselves, I don't mean you guys. I meant me. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) That's coming up next on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Good to see you, Shaquille O'Neal. How are you, sir? Before we get started. Yes. If I take this home, will I get arrested? The Vince Lombardi trophy? Is this the real one? That's the real one. That's a real Vince Lombardi trophy. I don't know if that's the one that's going to be given to the Rams and the Patriots this weekend, but that is a real... You want to to lift it? Well, if I lift it, I want to take it home. No, if you... Well... (laughs) Then I think we're we're at uh, a crossroads here. Actually, we're not at a crossroads. (laughs) 
<laughs> Let me tell you why. Okay, sure. I'm not a lawyer, but I watch a lot of law shows. Okay. I got about 50 witnesses that seen me hit my head on your set. Oh. So if you just give me this, I'll let bygones be bygones. So, so it's a liability issue yes, for is. me yeah. that turns into an even worse liability issue. I don't want to have to call it the Shaq Eisen show. I know, I know that. Just, just I know like, that. All you got to do is just give me this, and I'll put it next to mine. This I'm, is I'm, beautiful. I'm doing the math in my head as to how much you'd be suing me for personal liability as to how much this trophy costs, which I've been told is around $22,000. Well, I'll be suing you for $23,000. <laughs> you want to lift it? No, I don't want to touch it. Okay, you sure you don't want to touch that? Bad luck. Bad luck for you? Or for No, to touch the trophy when you don't earn it. I like that. Yeah, my father used to always... Are you, know, you serious? Yeah, he always used to... Because, you know, like when you're a kid, you get the trophy from a local, local trophy shop. Sure. He'd be like, if you listen to me, guys, you get this, you want to touch it, don't touch it, it's bad luck, you got to earn it. Right. So, so that's you, why, that, that's why, like, you know how, like, in the NBA, when you win the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference, they give you those little trophies? Yeah. I never touched it. Never. I never touched it, and I never celebrated I, I remember Phil did that, too, right? Didn't yeah. you, like, when you guys won the Western Conference Finals yeah. of one of the many times you did? Yeah, I never touched it. I never, never looked at it, never celebrated. This is beautiful, though. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful trophy. Yeah. Do you, do you get a replica? Because, you know, NFL players can get, like, a mini replica of this. Do I, you got, get... I got four replicas. Of the Larry O'Brien trophy? And I gave them to my father. Because growing up, he used to always take my trophies mm-hmm. and let me celebrate it one or two days, and then he'd put them away. So finally, I got enough courage to ask him why he did that. And he said he never wanted me to be satisfied. So after he passed away, I went and retrieved all my trophies from, from Little League, high school, college, and I put it in a room in my house and I dedicated them. So now, like, if you go, you, you you get to see, like, all my trophies. But I would win it. I'd celebrate it one, two days, and I'd, you know, me and him would have dinner, and he would say, thank you very much. And he'd put it there. <laughs> and I'd come back, like, the next week, hey, Dad, let's go to dinner. Like, where's the trophy? I don't know. Go get another one. <laughs> that was the thing. And then you did. Yeah. And then you would. Then you would. Shaq. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for all our archives. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Chris Carter is going to join us in hour number two. He has his, uh, a new podcast out where he talks just to wide receivers called WR1. Or you think it's called wide receiver one, but he just called WR1. That's probably, okay. probably safe. And I got to ask him, does that mean if you're the, the two, like no Alvin Harper's allowed on this pod? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, right. John Taylor wouldn't be able to crack this uh, this pot. Nope, that's pretty harsh. This one is so. That's, so, rich. so does that, does it, do I ask him? He's a very prideful man. Do I ask him that when he was on the Vikings, exactly? That's right. He I was would not go. make this podcast. Right. Oh man. Right. You want him to hang up on you, don't you? I prefer a guest not to hang <laughs> up on him. I mean, technically, he would have been the. He was still WR2 on that team. When Randy Moss was coming right, into his exactly. own. exactly. Despite his Hall of Fame credentials. Because all he used to do was catch, catch touchdowns, touchdown. if you remember. I mean, they're both Hall of Famers, so maybe they're both. No, they're right, 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 right. Yeah. I'm just asking. Oh no, These are man. things I want to know. That's why you got to be Chris Carter's a WR2, though. That's how to Randy Moss? To Randy Moss back in that day? <laughs> I don't know, man. 122 catches, 17 touchdowns. Oh, that was the year before, though. Oh, it's just so. going to be lit. Do I ask him the same question I closed with Albert Breer? <laughs> Trivia question. I think so. Yeah, I think so. 
You definitely want him to hang up on this. No, I don't. He would not hang up on <laughs> me. By the way, relationship. We have we have a yeah. friendship. He ran in my he ran in my. That's in fine, my Danny. But run. if you if you ask me questions like that about you know the Cowboys, I'd hang up on you. He's one who walks up to me Ohio and he goes. State guys, he though, walks up to me and goes, "Oh, in my face." Coming on this show this week. <laughs> but Rich, you know they're sensitive. Yeah. They took an L last week. They can't be. They happy. didn't just take an L. They, they took, took an, an L. L last week. Plus, Hall of Famers know I, I, I'm 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 out there for them. I try to make their lives better, right? Well, you're, you're putting everybody in the Hall of Fame. Well, I'm, I'm putting everyone in the Hall of Fame. If, certainly, if you're going to the Hall of Fame, you're in the Hall of Fame. I'm here to enhance even more. For instance, uh, Chris Bosch came on this program a few months ago, yep. and he was selling his book, mm-hmm. right? And um, he told a story about how Pat Riley tried to recruit him to Miami and did successfully. Yep. Here's the story. When we were in the meeting, he rolled up his sleeves, took his jacket off, rolled up his sleeves, and just dumped a bunch of 2006 championship rings on the table. <laughs> and then, you know, he has me pick one up, and then he, then he goes into his, his thing, and he's, a you know, an eloquent, dynamic speaker. Yes. And afterwards, he told me to keep one of the rings and, and give it back to him after I win my first one. And... You know, that's a hell of a pitch right there. Yes, no. <laughs> it is. So did you keep the ring? Did you actually do it? Did you actually walk uh, out yeah, with it? Yeah, I kept it. I actually still have it. I haven't given it back to him. I've, um, I don't even know if I've told him yet that I still have it. But I, I got I to gotta let him know. Like, yo, you want to, you know. How about you give it back to him during your speech? How about that? Oh, that'll be a good one. There you go, man. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. Take it out of your pocket and say, here it is, Pat. Give it back. <laughs> So the speech, meaning the Hall of Fame speech, because mm-hmm. we knew he was going to the Hall of Fame. That was back on June 1st. Well, guess what happened this past weekend? Bosch went into the Basketball Hall of Fame. And this happened. He took out this velvet bag full of championship rings and dumped them all across the table. And he picked one up, you know, and he looked me dead in my eye and he said, you give it back to me when we win one together. Now, when I think about it, it was crazy because I hadn't even agreed to sign with Miami. But that's Pat, you know, and we did win a ring together, two of them. Uh, but I never gave back the one he loaned me because, you know, for whatever reason, I wanted to wait to the right moment. And, you know, I figured this would be a good moment. That's so cool. That is so cool. Yep. <laughs> we have good ideas here. Wow. That is so we cool. We make moments. By the way, not our first Hall of Fame no. idea either. We, you were the one who I think told LaDainian Tomlinson to teardrop his... Teardrop as it, he was taking off the... When you reveal the yeah. bust, there's a, there's a covering over it. Right. And to teardrop the covering off. Yeah. And that's what he did at the Pro Football Hall of yeah. Fame. So... Notes to future <laughs> Hall of Famers. It's your moment. Yeah, I, mean, I totally we, understand that. Absolutely. We weren't with but, them when they were shooting in the gym, Rich. Yeah, yeah, for but sure. we could make your moment better, <laughs> is what we're saying. And on top of it, it allows us to say it's our moment. Yeah. <laughs> R.E.S. So consulting, guys. <laughs> that is, in fact, I think... The slogan of RES Consulting, <laughs> making your lifetime moments 
better. better. While making it ours, too. <laughs> Rich, there's only two things that could have made that moment better. What's that? One is if he had the crown royal bag. Like, that's that right, because Riley, Riley said he had the crown royal a, bag. That's what, that's what Chris said. Well, that he had like the a rings crown royal bag. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Well, he just called it velvet. So if he would have pulled out a crown royal bag, that so, would have been like great. Like Riley has it on him all the time yeah, to collect no, the rings or, that he's no, given. Oh, yeah, or Chris just right. pulled out. And the second right. thing is, is Herb from accounting was there to get that ring back that Pat Witten took from him in 06 to give the boss so it could be returned to the account guy in accounting. Yeah. Those are only two things that would have made that better. You don't think it was actually Pat's ring? No. Remember we talked about this. He went around the office and just collected people's yeah, rings. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Great moment, nonetheless. Yeah, that was Congratulations so cool. that was to awesome. Chris Bosch and, of course, to RES Consulting. There it is. <laughs> oh, my God. That is, that is fantastic. Holy <laughs> smoke. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that is a great. Oh, my God. By the way, <laughs> the radio Smith, audience, you have to understand. I know that. Smith <laughs> made this. Uh, Hoskins, oh how long ago have you been <laughs> oh sitting on God. this? For months, right? Oh, wow. my God. Oh. Yeah, a couple months. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> that is We've got to do amazing. this for Halloween. That's what, we, I mean, that's, 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 that's what we've got to do for Halloween this I year. So like I'm, I am. You're Ron. Ron. <laughs> I'm Brian Fantana. <laughs> TJ's champ. <laughs> and Del Tufo is brick. So to the brick right. Brick killed is, the guy. That is amazing. That is amazing. Oh my God. That is fantastic. Consulting. That's, oh man. What's our, what's our slogan? I just came he up just with came it. just came up with it. He's not paying it. We take your moments and we make them better. We take your lifetime moments. I mean, Rich, you know me. And like, make them better. I'm in my own. While also making them ours. That's too long. You would assume the too audio long. guy would have heard that. No, that's too long. That's why oh I wasn't my. paying attention. It's kind of long. It's, it's got to be like five, four or five words. I'm Can you telling. send that to us, please? Whammy. Because I don't want to make the slogan, making your moments, our moments. That's it. What you mean? That, that, that's I mean, it. that's. Now I paid attention. Because we're trying to <laughs> consult for people. and not saying that it's a self-serving that's prophecy, true. even though that is the ultimate uh, goal. goal. Google yeah. says You've got a good more point, than Rick. seven or eight words is not good. <laughs> we want to make it about us without making it seem like we're making it about us. RES Consulting. Picture, that Photoshop is amazing. Here is, that is fantastic. Here is, I got it. Okay. Got that it. scream, that uh, picture he used of me, you know what that's from? When we had Deontay Wilder in Miami oh, and we all yelled bomb squad. RES Consulting. Bogarting your lifetime moments. There we go. There we go. Right? I actually have that much <laughs> chest hair, too, which is amazing. Wow. Is Sean Mitchell, what's wrong with you, It's not just on the oh chest. Oh, my God. That is well, okay. Chris I'm, Brockman. I've been cleaning that up. Coming to work every day in a sweater. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Rich? I mean. With the shirt all mammal. And not just, hold <laughs> and not just any sweater. You know what sweater? What kind of sweater, Rich? D sweater. <laughs> D? What's that? <laughs> You're busting these nuts now. All right. Mike, you just You roll. just ruined it, You're Mike. Come on, bro. Right over it. God. Just stop paying attention. What is happening? <laughs>